let's get started. Uh, welcome to Questionable Answers, a show that has the integrity to pursue truth and the rubbery spinal fortitude to accept just another answer. Yes. Yes. The competition here is weak. The points are random, but there will be a victor. Victory is mine. Today's episode is all about kitchen appliances. Ooh, should be fun. Should be. We're all going to learn just a little more than we want to know about those dependable food-oriented products that we take for granted in our kitchens. Should be fun. I think be so. A good time. We need to learn. What's more interesting? What's more vulnerable than a peach? <laughs> um, joining me is a man who admitted to me in confidence that he wheezes a little whenever the microwave goes bing. <laughs> it's Todd, friends. Only when it's set for over two minutes. That's when a, anything under that, I'm fine. Really? Because you forget about it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and across the desk, of course, mm. is a man who has great hair, especially the ones coming out of his nostrils. Give it up for Brian. Mm. Yes, Hi. I can see them now. Hi there, everyone. You can see them glistening. It's like a party favor over there. Glistening in the office light. <laughs> the uplighting here it's is so, awful, it is, people. So you do just not picks want to be up here. my nose hairs. <laughs> So shall we move on? I to think we should. Yeah, the intros are in. So yeah, now we have the Q and A quickie. All right, now here's the deal. It's time for the Q and A quickie. As a warm up, we will ask each other a couple of questions, uh, to which the recipient must respond within five seconds. Two tasty points are available for the right answer. Yes. So you've got to be able to answer this question. Either you know it or you don't know it, but you better make me think yes. you know it. Right. And you've noticed since I made this a quickie, yes. uh, I reduced the points. Yes, exactly. Two, Correct. and I think that's. I'm trying to get you a win. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because be nice. I've been I mean, doing it. It'd feel like you were trying. Yes. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so are you going to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go first. That'd be wonderful. All right. So sticking with the subject matter, what was the name of the first refrigerator for domestic use? It was invented. I like mean, the brand no, name? No. What did they call it? Ooh. Uh, you can... Okay. Guess by the question, it wasn't refrigerator. Correct. Okay. So it was was invented in 1914. Well, initially, I would have to say everything was done with ice. The refrigerator is a box. So I'm going to have to go with ice box. Mm. That seems like a grandmotherly thing to say. It does. Go to the ice box and get me a whatever. But that's not what it was called. That's not what it's called. So it's not a refrigerator or an ice box. No. Mm. The cold square used refrigerant. Wow. Cold square. Cold square. That wasn't that what? it? No. And cold rectangle. Cube. I'm running out of geometric. Why things. are you going with square? Are you assuming they were square? It could have been. Okay. You know, that's over 100 years ago. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. All right. Round. So, so it did use refrigerant. It wow. used refrigerant. All right. Well, um, I've already given my wrong answer. So apparently, yes, yes, you've yes, already I'm failed done. miserably. Yeah. If you want to sit there and flounder, <laughs> go for it. Can we do negative points? Huh? No, right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be, be like that. that. Okay. No, no. So, so what was, is the answer, it Brian? Was the Kelvinator. Really? Mm-hmm. It was invented uh, by Nathan B. Wales. It would become the basis, which became the basis for the Kelvinator. Uh, many other manufacturers followed, uh, designing and building refrigerators with, oh my gosh, ammonia. Sulfur dioxide and methyl chloride. Sounds healthy. Yes. You can, as you could guess, Todd, it was very dangerous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
those are hazardous chemicals and they had leaky problems because, you know, manufacturing back then was fantastic. Um, but it led to, in the 20s, um, Frigidaire, General Motors, and DuPont got together and they invented Freon. That's amazing. And Excellent. Freon is a safe, non-toxic. The Kelvinator. I sucked mouthfuls of it myself. Have you? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think I don't think I have, not knowingly. All right. So there you go. You know, I got to believe the Kelvinator, does that have to do with Kelvin and his scale of, you know, like I thermometer? Would, I would guess. Yeah, I would yeah, think. Aren't you smart? I am. That didn't get you any points. It didn't give you any points? No. Zero. I mean, anything could be the anything anator. Yeah, you know, I That know. sounds I, cool. Yeah. The Fahrenheitator. The Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit or yes. yeah no you got nothing i got nothing on it yeah you got it was, nothing that was brutal mm. kelvinator i like that though okay yeah, I know. all right all right mm -hmm. 1914 okay. my turn another mm. kitchen appliance question okay so brian when was the microwave invented and how mm. were microwave not how were microwaves discovered for the use of how we consider microwaves today so when was it quote unquote invented again we're talking about the microwave like the, the appliance yep. and uh how are the microwaves discovered this is where um i went out and got a sponsor for us hmm. um before tonight's show excellent and this works against you Wow, don't yeah. tell me it's a microwave. 1955. Ooh, actually, against uh, continue, continue. I will let you go down there. It was invented by the Tappan stoves. The Tappan stove. Company. I've heard of the Tappan stoves. Yeah. Yes. Have you? I have. Mm -hmm. Is that but your final that's, answer? That's my final of when. Okay, all right. All right. All right. And what was the other thing? How do microwaves work? Well, how did, how did they discover that microwaves would be good for food, heating up food? There's a little story behind that. Oh, um, how did they discover? Oh boy, it's kind of See, a weird I know question, what it does. Like you know it, it, it right. vibrates the moisture inside of things, and to the point where it heats up. So they heat from the inside out. How did they discover it? I don't know. They exposed a chicken to it, and it blew up. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't. That's know. That's a rough story, and I'm not sure why a chicken, but right, you know. We've all heated chicken in the microwave. We have. Um, that's all I can. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I, I know how it works. Well, here, yeah, exactly. No, you're dead on with that. That was very mm -hmm. smart of you. Okay. Oh, well, so it was in, very intelligent. Of me. Now yeah. you have 1955. Now my story I that I researched, according to our sponsor, who yes, said they invented it, and they are absolutely correct because they're our sponsor, and we would never go against them. What I looked at was in 1945, oh. a year, 10 years earlier, an engineer named Percy Spencer, he was working on a radar project for Raytheon, the big defense contractor. Okay. So he was then working with radars. Yep. Now, he, they were working with vacuum tubes called magnetrons. That's always a cool name. I think that's the next bad guy for the Marvel movies, magnetron. magnetron. Yes. Mm. Now, he discovered he had a chocolate bar in his pocket then when he walked by this, it melted and he realized, no, what's going on with this? So there was a chocolate bar that was melted because he had walked by the magnetron. So that after that, then cool. he put popcorn kernels near the magnetron. And of course they popped. So the next thing he did is he put a, a, an egg in a shell right next to it to see what would happen. Well, it exploded. Uh, uh, chicken. See, chicken. What did so I you're say? dead on. The chicken blew up. That's right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So it, 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 it kind of exploded, but he found that the inside was very, very warm. Yeah. 
So he's like, okay, well, obviously we can do this to make food. So um, what he did is he ended up making a big metal box to contain it so that it's containing all the microwaves in there. And that's how the quote unquote microwave was born. Now, here's an interesting thing. Back in 1946, about a year later, the first restaurant to use one in a commercial environment was in Boston. Now, this thing was five and a half feet tall and weighed about 750 pounds. Oh, my goodness. With a $5,000 price tag back in 1946. So that was the first quote-unquote commercial. It's ridiculous. So that's kind of what I had looked at into the microwave. And then, obviously, by the 70s, it was ubiquitous in homes. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So our sponsor's product debuted in 1955 yes. and they apparently invented it. So maybe we of are. Of course they did. Yeah. Absolutely. Without they a did. doubt. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Even though they don't exist anymore. Well, yeah, they can't sue us. So true. Yeah. So maybe they, they could, also but... can't pay us, but it's okay. <laughs> they're still getting promoted still here. still getting promoted. Because, no, that's good. All right, because so it's funny. You definitely got a point. I get that. one. Yeah, okay. you definitely get a Thank point. I, I, get, I appreciate that. No, that's legit. Yeah, yeah you yeah. crushed it. And especially with you know, actually with the chicken, Sam, I'm gonna go one point five. Because the, the chicken, chicken was egg, a good yeah, ad. That was the a chicken very, was a good ad. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. you're you're crushing it on that. All right. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad because there's no reason to feel bad. Okay, you did well. I don't. You did Thank well. You. All right. Okay. So uh, I think What's it's time. Wait. What's that sound mean, Brian? It means it's time for the guest house, Todd. Okay. Aren't you excited? I am excited. Who's it it this week? This is fantastic. That was our first one. Well, considering this is a kitchen appliance uh, episode, we're we're going to interview Julia Child. Whoa, big name. Wow. It is. What what strings did you have to pull to get her to come Um, on? I had to ask uh, ChatGBT if uh, if we pretend it was Julia Child. Okay, and she was available. Yes, wow. she was available. That's yes. amazing. Yes. Nice. I'm so I'm sure the answers will be absolutely spot on. Super accurate. I'm yep. sure the accent, which I believe you will be providing, will be awful. Okay. So wow. um, I think we should each ask her. I don't know how many you prepared. I have a couple of questions. Yeah, okay. I have a couple. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Um, if you'd like, I could go first. Okay. Um, Julia, are you ready? I, I think she is. Oh, hello, uh, boys. Yes, oh, I'm Julie. waiting for your questions. Don't call in, people. Oh, Julius is getting off a long flight, so it's going to be a bumpy ride. I like, I like how you say don't call in like we have that. <laughs> yeah. This is a radio show. 1940s radio this, show. This is, this is Todd's, Todd's deep desire to have been a radio host. Yes, back then. Is yeah. coming... To the surface here uh, in podcast land. Okay. Um, So, Julia, what I would love to know, and it's really, it's it's an honor to have you here. Well, thank you, Ryan. Brian. Brian. I hate Ryan. Wasn't he British? I hate Ryan. Brian. We are are going to fend Ryans for a very long time. Because they have a whole group out there who hate Brian's because everybody thinks that they mishear their names but anyway it was like a cold they ryan hate, Burr, they get ryan. together they, they have really? like big conferences to hate like, brian to conferences hate brian. yes when are these um, i'd like to scout one out and you'd interview like some to people go, wouldn't you <laughs> i hate brian i hate you him know. too you don't hate him because people mishear your name people don't go hi todd how or hi yeah. there what's your name yeah. oh i'm todd you know they don't go brian yeah 
I yeah. get it. That's okay. why Ryan's, you know. Got it. All right. Apparently Starbucks has caused this. Anyway, uh, what, what, Julia? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I'm not her. Uh, was your favorite thing to cook? Oh, boy. What was my favorite thing to cook? Hmm, there's been so many. Yeah, I could have maybe had this queued up. Okay. Oh, look. Well, we let's got a see here. Bunch of information. So many things. Oh, yes. Of course. Uh, bon appetit. Oh, dear. There's so many delightful dishes to choose from. But if I had to pick my favorite, I'm not sure I'm going into lucky charms. <laughs> it might just be a classic coffee. There's something. Not, stop laughing. There's something utterly magical about the combination of succulent chicken, robust red wine, and an array of aromatic herbs. It's a dish that embodies the essence of French cuisine, don't you think? The slow simmering, the rich flavors melding together. Pure culinary bliss. What about you? Do you have a favorite dish that brings you joy in the kitchen? Uh, no, uh, Julia, I, I like hot dogs, um, sometimes PB&J. I'll take a steak, so everything like that. But yeah, that's, I think the, the uh, what you said, the Corvin yeah, was a magically good thing. delicious. Yes, it is. Mm. Yep. Yeah. You okay. Well, did Julia, uh, like I said, this is Todd, and I appreciate you coming here. That was um, unbelievable. Tonight. Okay. I think it's this a great. This is going to be a long bit, folks. Yeah. So, so buckle up. Now, my question, and now Brian kind of took my first. My my I first did? question was, you know, what was your favorite dish type of oh, a thing? That's okay. That's all right. I'm sorry. So the one question I have left, I heard that you were a World War II spy. What is the truth on that? Can you can you elaborate a little bit? If you were, if you were not, about being a World War II. Spy, I'd love to hear. Thanks your for answer. making a really hard question. Brian's typing on the go. Well, Todd, let's see what I came up with here. Oh, wow! Oh my gosh! Could this will be, be an abbreviated more, answer. Could you, could you be more specific? Did you? Work Julia in, just gave us nine bullet points. Yes, well, we're just going to cover the bullet points. I think. Yes, Joel, we have a little... <laughs> oh, my dear, being a World War II spy was a, <laughs> was a thrilling and perilous undertaking during those turbulent times of espionage. Played a crucial role in gathering intelligence and aid in the Allied forces. Now, I never officially served as a spy, but let me share a bit of the intrigue that surrounded those brave individuals. Number one, code-breaking and encryption. Don't worry, I'm going to be like from South Alabama by the end of this. It's going to go all over the world. Undercover operations. It's not what you think, people. Resistance movements. Sabotage. Infiltration. Double agents. Special operations executive, also known as SOE. And the last one is espionage technology. Yes. So I've been around those people and they had me cook for them and things like that. So those spy like people. Okay. That's my answer. Too much research because she wasn't cooking back then. She had to eat sometime, Brian. Oh, dear. Oh, my. (laughs) That was incredibly painful. Okay. 
Let's do what an answer. Wow. Thank you. Last question for Julia. Thank you. Thank you for your time and for your intelligence. No, no, we got one more question. One more. One more question. And that is what is the most interesting thing about your life? Now, guess what she's probably going to talk about? Well, if she wasn't a spy, then she wouldn't be able to talk about it. Of course, we're talking about her like she's not here. Right. She is here. I wonder what Julie will say. Well, where does one begin? My life has been a tapestry woven with the threads of culinary adventures, and each moment has been a delectable chapter. One of the most interesting aspects, I must say, is the joy of introducing the art of French cooking to the American audience. It was a culinary journey filled with passion, persistence, and a dash of humor. Bringing the intricacies of French cuisine to the homes of everyday Americans was a delightful challenge, for these people were lousy Americans because they're everyday. Actually, I'm going off. I'm going off script. You don't have to read the whole thing. I revel in demystifying the seemingly complex recipes, encouraging home cooks to embrace the joy of creating delicious meals. And yes, that has to be. The highlight of my life. Yes. So thank you, America, and all you everyday people for allowing me to be me. Back to you, Brian and Todd. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, thank you so much, Julia. I hope that you have a long and prosperous eternity. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate it as well. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady. So thank you so much for being on. Goodbye, boys. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Although I don't think she was English either. Okay. Well, she, I well that she was fantastic. Was, yeah, I no, now that she's gone, we she can talk right, about her. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. She went through, yeah, she went outside. That was exciting. That I was. Never, I never thought I'd get to meet her. That was no, pretty cool. I didn't either. Yeah. Especially after she passed away. So. Yeah, it makes it a little more difficult. Yeah. But that's okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Now we're on to the... Oh, wait oh, a minute. Wait. Somebody's got to get used to our new format. Yeah. Hang on. We're on to part three of the minstrel challenge. That's another sound effect in case nobody... That's fantastic. Yes. Brian, would you like to explain this segment? I would love to explain the minstrel's challenge. Uh, Some of the greatest minds in the world. Mm -hmm. We call them rock and pop stars. Absolutely. Yes. Not only do they have fiery, relevant social commentary, but they they sport ferociously large ego. Mm. Yes. Mm. Some of them are just idiots. Yes. Yes. Whatever the case... We want to showcase their brilliance. Uh, each of us will read an excerpt from any song in any genre. Okay. That's a lot. Any song in any, any genre. genre. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. a lot. You can even change languages, I suppose. It'd Oof. be stupid, but It'd be brutal. You could do it in Julia's voice. <laughs> the oh, today, today is. Not, not that you did Julia's voice. Um, <laughs> and the other must guess the true meaning behind the barrage of words. Yep. It's always Sometimes deep. Yeah. it's just a barrage right. of words. Extra points for guessing each the artist and the song. Okay. All right. It's a random point allotment. Is that what it says here? Um, or is it like the limit yeah. five? Yeah, we okay, can do we can do five. Then okay. You know, right, plus one, plus two. All right. That's good. You know, yeah. That'd be up good. to seven points. This okay. is crazy. That's a big one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can make your comeback here. Okay. I think I will. Yeah. Would you like me to go first? <clears throat> sure. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here are the lyrics. Or at least the uh, one of the things that I brought up of this song. Okay. Between 
the horses of love and lust. We are trampled underfoot. Between the horses of love and lust, we are trampled underfoot. Mm-hmm. So if we're between the horses. Yes. How are we trampled under their feet? Well, I'm sure if you view like a stagecoach, you know, guys used to do stunts. And you got to go near. So you're between them. But there's always okay. that threat of being trampled. True. I mean, I'm not going to give you the answer. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, and, I, and the idea here is that I need to tell you what I think this Absolutely. song is about. I think you know exactly mm-hmm. what it's all about. I do. So, yeah. Fill me I in. I do. Would you like me to read it one see... more time? Are you good? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, Please. between the horses of love and lust, we are trampled underfoot. Love and lust. Isn't that interesting? Because mm-hmm. I think what what he or she is saying there is that when a person makes another person an object of their desire mm-hmm. right they make themselves vulnerable by getting in there and trying to figure out is this love or lust mm-hmm. right because you know there's all the confusion of lust and there's all the satisfying perfection of love. And if you're not careful, you'll get trampled by both. Wow. It is good. Yeah, it I is. like that. Yeah. Okay. You should like that because it's what it's about. Well, obviously. Yeah, clearly. So the question is then, do you yeah. know the song title and or the artist? Boy, I don't... And I let don't me tell even, you... I got to tell you... You... We'll definitely know the artist and probably know the song. Really? Yes. Okay. It's not that obscure, but you will definitely know the artist without a doubt. Okay. And you will probably know the song or at least be quasi familiar with it. Okay. It sounds like something. um, I'm going to go sting. Oh, good choice. Yeah. That's your answer. Yeah. I don't know the name of the song. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so it's. I'm going to sing it to you, and maybe this will help you. <clears throat> Between the horses of love and lust, we are trampled underfoot. Can you add to oh, those lyrics? Do you have anything? Oh, love. You say in love, there are no rules. Oh, dear. Oh, love, sweetheart. You're so cruel. Dang, I don't know. That is up there with your Julia, though. The word is so, well, it's so cruel. Yeah. From the mid-90s, from U2. (gasps) Yeah, you'll know the song when you hear it. That was a good Bono. Yeah, it was a Bono lyric. So there you go. That was good. That was good. All right. Okay. And yeah, those, I only wrote down the other one, uh, that specific lyric. The other ones, I was doing it by memory. And my wife laughed because my (laughs) memory is awful. So, there you go. All right, so I'm going to give you... Fantastic. Yeah, what do you give me? You know what? I'm not going to answer that right now until we do ours, then we'll give our numbers at the the end. Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought you were going to wait till the end of the game. No, no, at the end of this segment. Oh, dear. You lost by one, Brian. (laughs) I just added them Imagine that. Well. (laughs) Isn't that special? That's special. Let me give you points. Well. Okay, so it's it's my turn. Yes, it is. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. So this is a little longer than yours. 
which tends to be the when we do this, the way it goes. I'm, I will have to remember I'm that more next generous. time do the minstrel challenge. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready? And then Georgie would make the firelights, I say, a log would burn in through the night. Yeah. Then we would cook cornmeal porridge, I say, of what I'll share with you. Yeah. My feet is my only carriage, and so I've got to push on through. But while I'm gone. Wow. Okay, that was it. That was a lot. That yeah. was a lot. Okay, so first of all, it, am I going to know the artist? Or should 100%. I know the artist? Okay. And would I have a reasonable shot at knowing the song or at least you have... will know the song. If you don't, then we're done. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you got to read that again because I am... Okay. Yeah, my initial reaction is probably not accurate. Okay. All right. All right. And then Georgie would make the firelights, I say... A log wood burning through the night. Yeah. Then we would cook cornmeal porridge, I say, of which I'll share with you. Yeah. My feet is only, is my only carriage. And so I've got to push on through. But while I'm gone. All right. So it sounds like something from the Civil War. Like, mm -hmm. like it's a Does negro it? spiritual that mm -hmm. we think you get to carry on and you only have porridge and, you know, your chariots are your feet. So you only have, you know, obviously you don't have a horse. You don't have a car. You have to rattle on yourself. Um, Georgie. <laughs> With the bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, gosh. Well, I'm purposefully reading it so that i'm yeah, not giving away anything yeah, to do yeah, with yeah. it really you think the tone or melody of it yeah. okay let's go with the meaning okay okay yeah so i'm sitting there thinking it is definitely you know you're out in the wilderness it could be the wilderness of life it could be a real wilderness forest mm. you're making the fire and you have to cook something okay but all you have is porridge so you know you don't have much in life but you know what you're struggling and you're 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 gonna keep up and you're gonna keep moving why because your feet are your carriage. Yeah. Nobody can take your those from you. Carriage. Anything else can get repoed. That's right. But your feet, those are yours to keep on moving, keep on trudging. Um, so it has to it's do with perseverance. Keep <laughs> on, keep on, keep on. <laughs> I think we should interview them not. in an upcoming episode. Ooh, I think it'd be great. Yes. So that'd old, be good. Yes. Old fantastic. Sitcoms. We'll do an old sitcom. Actually, it would be very good. Yeah. Okay. So he has to do with perseverance. It has to do with, you know, kind of maybe sharing your life with someone or, you know, someone who's maybe as, you know, ragtaggered as you are, mm. but you're going through life together or you come together for a short okay. bit and then you leave that type of a thing. So that's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking. The meaning that is, is the feel, huh? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the feel. That's the vibe. Okay. You know, um, right. gosh, who would sing this? It, it maybe if 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 I'm supposed to know this, I'm thinking of something like Dylan, Bob Dylan, you know, something folky. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, someone's gonna come up with bonfires, porridge. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to go with Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, okay. I had no All idea right. about the title. No, no, no clue. Okay. No clue. Yeah. Okay, I thought Georgie was gonna give it away. Yeah, that's the one I was trying to hone in yeah. on. It's just not, it, and, nothing. And clicked. I think when you hear what song it is, you're gonna go. Ah, uh, Georgie should have been my 
Okay, it should have been the and clue. cornmeal porridge. It's the song's known for that. All right, all right. But while I'm gone, no woman no cry. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Get out. No woman no, no cry. cry. Yeah. Boom 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 do, boom. Do, do, do. Really, <laughs> Bob Marley. Yeah. Seriously, mm-hmm. I would have never guessed any of those lyrics. I, I, everything I know, I, all those lyrics, I, I, I know wrong. One, every other one in that song, I think, would have given it away, and I thought Georgie might, but. Wow. Well, yeah, he'd be the Jamaican Bob Dylan as far as like his tunes and his lyrics. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, Actually, the, the I think he did him. a pretty good job unpacking that All one. Right. I'm... Ah, wow. Bob Marley. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <clears throat> awful. But yeah, that was totally throwing me off. I'm going to listen yeah. to that on the way home. All right. right. Okay. No Woman, No Cry. What a good yeah. tune. Yeah. I was introduced to Bob Marley tune. in college. You met him? No, 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 no. I'm okay. saying as far as like, his, yeah. his music. So it was probably, you know early nineties when I first okay. really started listening to some Bob Marley. So that was my uh, intro to big Bob. Very cool. Wow. It was, it was interesting. Um, so I grew up basically on the campus of the university of Virginia. Yeah. And one of the awful things they did to freshmen was everybody in the upperclassmen would talk about the Bob Marley concert that was coming and the freshmen would get all fired up over it. I mean, he was dead by then. That was early eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't I wait. Say, when I think of Bob, I always think of that. Yeah, the fake because we were locals and we're like, you people are stupid. This <laughs> is so stupid. You're college yeah. age. Yeah, you guys yeah, are morons. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So what I'm are we going to now? Well, wait. We got your points, right? We're oh, gonna, geez, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely explained it well, and that was good. You know, you, you, you. you know, between the horses, I think you. you. I think you nailed it. Um, so I'm going to have to give you out of the two, what, only two. Five. All right. So, yeah, I would definitely give you two and a half on okay. that one because you, you drilled that. Okay. Um, song title would be tough, but I, yeah, getting you two, I think that's reasonable. So, I'm still giving oh, you two and a half. Done. Two and a half? Yeah, two and a half. I'm going to give you four. Really? I really liked your, I really liked the way you unpacked that. Okay. I don't know why. You were probably wrong. I was super wrong on that. Yeah. Especially Georgie. Georgie would be it. able to tell you. I enjoyed it. And that's what matters. It is. Because okay. I'm handing the points out. That's, and that's absolutely. what matters. I that agree. I enjoy it. I agree. So let's pause just for a moment. As, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. we have a sponsor. We do have a sponsor. We have a sponsor for today's show. And right. that's important to us. It's how, it's how you and I feed our families. Yeah, it's how we pay the bills here. Yeah. So, you know, all you out there in radio land, as Todd <laughs> right. likes to imagine you are, um, you know, there are sponsorships available. I mean, Preferably there companies are that are currently around. Every, right, exactly. Yes, uh, this company isn't. So, uh, yeah, so still, today's episode of we're still on the closed companies yes. that are doing sponsorships. Yes. So it's really exciting. Yeah. So, so who's it this week, Brian? Right. Today's episode of Questionable Answers is brought to you by Tappan Stove Company. Nice. It's Tappan. Yes, folks, it's Tappan Comparison Days, and it's time that you found out that nothing cooks like a Tappan. Back to you, Todd. That's it. But, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, well, I mean, if you want to know about Tappan, I, I think you know, a little bit. Yeah, yeah sure. I, as we mentioned earlier, they yeah. invented the microwave oven. Oven. Really? I'm sure yeah. their salesman said that. Do you remember Tappan? I don't know. If I do. Probably... I, no, I do. Okay. Um, I'm trying right. to think of anyone's had. I had like a stove. Maybe my grandma had something like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I do remember Tappan. Okay. Yeah. Date back to 1881. Really? When did yeah. they go out of business? Does it say? Uh, no, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Okay. Then you are. All right. So, do we have a? Well, yeah, we have a another thing. 
Right now, it's part five, the good book. <laughs> nope, it's not. No, it's not. It's part four. Oh, crud. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it's. Let's rewind this a bit. <laughs> part four. Oh, I'm leaving it in. Known as one side. One side. Okay, now this is the part of the show when Brian exposes himself. Well, his inner self by telling us an event from his past. Now, I, me, Todd, can question till I'm blue in the face, but I ultimately must guess if Brian is lying or not. There's five points for me if I'm right and five for Brian if I'm wrong. Yes. So this is a big one. This is a big one. This this really kind of decides the show. Okay. Yep. So this is is for you, man. This is big. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oddly, as I was thinking about today's subject and the whole idea of kitchen appliances, I had multiple stories, Gosh, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little frightening in and of itself. Most of them tragic in some way or the other. Um, But this one is, it's, it's germane to the subject. Okay. Um, In that um, this is a person who really revolutionized kitchens and 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 the way people use them sure um and and that what what it is is that elizabeth and i the the lovely elizabeth and i once met martha stewart really yes we did yes we did now it was brief okay um do you want me to just pour the story out or do you want yeah give me a little story yeah a little you know i mean i can always question you you can question me yes yeah so so how long was yeah give give us a little taste in I want to say 15 years ago, somewhere around there. Um, My mom was getting on an age and we and Elizabeth and I had flown down to Charlotte. So we were in the Charlotte International Airport on our way home. And uh, it it was funny. We were in, we had the first sighting when we were in the, uh, what is it? TNA? No. (laughs) Sorry. ATF. What lounge was that? (laughs) How do I, is that a special member's lounge? No, I'm so sorry. ATF line. Good Lord. We were in the ATF. What were they checking for in that line? All right, we'll fix this in post. No, we're not. I mean, there is a gas station or truck gas station named TNA. So anyway, so. Which is headquartered in Westlake, by the way. Yes, it is. It is. In so Westlake, Ohio. Westlake, folks. Ohio. All right. Um, we were in line and about three over, um, I spotted her, right? And and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you are not helping my story. Right, no. <laughs> All right, so you're so yeah. Anyway, so we see her, but she's kind of ahead of us, and she has those sort of Martha Martha privileges. So she okay. just went through the line. <clears throat> Fair enough. Yeah, and back then wasn't quite as right. big of a difference as now. Anyway, so by the time we got through and I got my shoes retied and all that, um, she was gone. That's a bummer. It was a bummer. So how close were you at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the closest you got to her? Let's put it that way. About- 35, 40 feet, maybe. Okay, that's pretty close. Know. Yeah. So how did you know it was her? Did you actually see her I face? Could, or I did could you recognize see her the profile hair? and, you know, yeah. we, uh, the lovely Elizabeth and I are both huge. Big fans. Yeah, we like paying, buying things for organizing, buying things for cleaning, and buying things for cooking. Okay. So we I like to, she would be the We like to buy things. Yes. Right. All right, anyway. I get that. So we are 
we get to our gate and Martha's there. No way. She wasn't on our plane. She was okay. actually waiting for the next gate over. Yeah. But, you know, everything's kind of open right. near, near the gates. And I'm not the kind of guy who likes to go up to celebrities. Like, you're very comfortable. You could go up and say something quippy and ridiculous and not care that you sound like an idiot and you're interrupting a person who's try just yeah. trying to have a life. Right. Right. I, I just am not comfortable with that. So um, neither is the lovely Elizabeth. So we devised a plan. Okay. So we went up and this was, you know, the seats that are back to back. Yes. So we sat on either, you know, with Martha kind of between us, behind us. Ah, so her peripheral and, could see either one of you at some, uh, got Yes. It. Okay. And we started an argument over whether or not you, you can cherries pitted or unpitted <laughs> or with pits. You and guys are master. It got heated. Really? Like we both did it turn had, into a real I don't argument. Think either of us really cared. Yeah. But we got a little competitive yeah, about now, right. Now it's a real argument. But Martha didn't bite. And I and I could see right. out of my peripheral her shaking her head. Like it's not like she didn't hear us. Right, exactly. And and it just it kind of got to the point where we both realized we're going to have a quiet ride home right. on the of, plane if we don't reach and, and And I just finally said, well, I guess we'll never know. Which, Okay, so in your then, opinion... Well, okay, go, almost go. done. Okay, almost right, done. Right. So then uh, they call her whatever, yep, her probably first class. Uh, and she gets up, she walks around, and she looks at us both and says, pitted, and rolls her eyes and walked away. <laughs> And nice. that was it. So we met her. You did. We did. That's legit. We engaged her and she conversed with us, sort of. Fair enough. No, see, I that's don't think she liked us very much. I think she knew our our Yes, he knew your tactics, ploy. Right. But, you know. Well, see, that was going to be my question is, who do you, in your opinion, who do you think she was shaking her head in, in uh, support of? Like, who Ooh, do you think she was winning? That's a good question. So, I think, well, if she said pitted. Yeah, and of Elizabeth, course. Elizabeth so that she's backing pitted. up Elizabeth. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So you lost. All right, fair enough. I did. I lost. Martha actually took the side of my wife. Shepard. So did Martha give Elizabeth five points for that or no? <laughs> or just not? I don't know if that's part of the no, back then. No, right? no, there, were no, there was no point. Okay, so, so. Any other questions? Sorry, I know that was a long story. No, and, so it was about 15 years ago. Yeah, I want to say no. it was, yeah, my mom was getting ready to relocate to a Okay, a so home. everything is believable. You have a lot of detail in this story. Is it believable? Yes. A lot of famous people go to airports, you run across them, this mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. my only trepidation is, was she in jail at that time 15 years ago? No, she was long out of jail. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. My memory says otherwise. Really? So it doesn't mean I've, I don't follow no. her career, Brian. 15 years ago was in the 2000s. She went yeah, to jail like in the early 90s. Really? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Man, I thought it had been like, I figured let's it was at ask least Julia Child. I think let's ask Julia Child. Yeah. I want to know this. That's another thing I want to go know. Go to jail. I'm sure Julia will know she was alive. 2004. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm not off. 20 years ago. Yeah. All right. I thought it was earlier than that. So how long was she in jail? No, she got out in 2004. She went in in 01. Sorry. All right. So she was done. All right. So she's definitely not yeah. that. So yep. that takes my main I think she was negative away from a year. It. Yeah, it wasn't that long. It wasn't very long. And I think it was a very... 
She only had time to get like four tattoos. Prison. Yeah. yeah. Four tattoos. So it wasn't that long of a stint. <laughs> she made a couple thousand license plates. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to have the Martha Stewart license Ooh, plate. That'd be great. Wouldn't you? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. All right. So you had a tremendous amount of detail mm-hmm. to this. It's got a nice Experience, story. Experiences do that, especially significant. Real experiences? experiences. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, though, the tie-up of that was almost too nice. The pitted. So that's, you know, now, oh, really? now that she's okay. not, and not in jail, okay. that was my biggest thing. All right. But the tie-up was beautifully done. Okay. That's a Seinfeld episode. That's a Friends episode. So I'm going to have to call false. Okay. Even though I want the story to be true because it's a great that's story. What, that's what you're going with. I got to go with it was a false story. Okay. False All narrative. Right. It was. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I did tie it up too neat. It was nice. Super it was a good neat. tie up. It was a great tie up. Oh, shoot. That was good. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I put a lot into that. That's one. a lot. I don't know if I would have been able to come up with that story because that was mm. it was detailed enough. You had the whole mom that's, angle. Yep. You know, you and your wife are traveling through the. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. Well, well done. Shoot. That's okay. It'd be nice to meet her though. Now that I know that you want to meet her. Yeah, I Martha, if you'd like to Martha. come on and hawk some of your products, exactly. you know, in case you need a you few bucks, you could be a sponsor. You could be a sponsor. Well, Martha, we'll we will let you. I'm speaking for both of us. Mm-hmm. We'll let you sponsor this free. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Both of our listeners will be greatly they will, they, moved. They will love it to buy your products. So, I think it'd be fantastic. So yeah. yeah, come on, Martha, come on down. Okay, we can do this. All right, perfect. All right, do I get? No, I get five for that. Yeah, you get. You get. Five points. That's fantastic. Now. You crushed me. Okay. The last part of the game. <laughs> we spare no expense for you people. The good you book. people. Don't call you people. No, you Come people. Our fans. Our fans. Okay. Yes. Okay. Lovely the fans. good book. Part five. All right. Now, this show, of course, plays fast and loose with the truth, but it is important to us to emphasize that we believe there is truth and its source is the Bible. So each week we will read a verse from the Bible that we like. No debate, no points, just a bit of truth. All right, Brian, you have a verse for us? Just a little bit. We do. And this also is germane to today's subject. Um, It is from Proverbs, and it is uh, 31-27. Proverbs 31-27. Kind of like a Browns game score. Yes. Okay. Ooh, nice. Uh, she watches over the ways of her household and doesn't eat the bread of idleness, which, and we're not also saying that only women can, right. <laughs> but this is a good verse. It, yeah. You know, it's a good verse. It's a good verse. I think all of us should not be eating the bread of idleness. Nobody should eat the bread of idleness. It's like full of gluten, that bread of idleness. It, you just full of stuffy and you don't feel like doing anything. It is. Most problems. We have to do a whole episode on allergies. I think it'd be great. <laughs> Sounds, I'll, I'll sneeze yeah, into that one. Yeah, let's let's itch our way through that. <laughs> Brian, anyway. can you pop this? What does that look like to you? Ew. Right. <laughs> it's wrong. Grief. Well, Brian, uh, thank you so much for reading that. Yes, Proverbs yep. 31 7. I think it's a wonderful verse, especially Thanks. about kitchen appliances. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your time. And uh, like I said, that's Todd saying goodbye. All right. And Brian. Bye, everyone.